From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday, 21st of September. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about Russia's partial mobilization in Ukraine. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories and talking about who the Brothers of Italy are, the party set to win Italy's upcoming election. But first, Putin goes all in. In a highly anticipated televised address to the nation, Russian President Vladimir Putin has ordered a partial mobilization of Russia, perhaps the greatest escalation since Russian forces first invaded Ukraine all the way back in February. The mobilization includes the calling up of 300,000 military personnel to go and fight in Russia. Now, Putin has made clear that this is only a partial mobilization, meaning that only military reservists will be called up, rather than a wider conscription of Russian men. Nearly seven months into the war, and with the Ukrainian pushback underway, Putin's partial mobilization has been described by Western officials, like the UK's Defence Secretary Ben Wallace, as an admission that his invasion is failing. But in his pre-recorded address, Putin told the Russian people that the West wants to destroy our country and try to, quote, turn Ukraine's people into cannon fodder. Putin has also accused the West of nuclear blackmail and said that in its aggressive anti-Russian policy, the West has crossed every line. He went on to say that if the territorial integrity of our country is threatened, we will, without a doubt, we use all of the available means to protect Russia and our people. This is not a bluff. This speech came just a day after Russian-installed authorities in occupied regions of Ukraine announced their intention to hold what they described as referendums this weekend on joining the Russian Federation. Now, in his speech, President Putin threw his support behind these votes, which are due to be held in the eastern and southern regions of Donetsk, Luhansk, Kurzon, and Zaporizhia, which collectively make up some 15% of Ukrainian territory, equivalent to the size of Hungary. However, Ukraine's President Zelensky supported his international allies and quickly denounced the planned votes as sham referenda. Regardless, though, Western analysts have suggested that this partial mobilization is unlikely to have an immediate effect, as it takes months to mobilize, equip, and organize new fighting forces, even if those being called up have previous military experience, according to a BBC diplomatic correspondent. While this has all been happening, world leaders have been speaking at the United Nations' first full in-person leader summit since the pandemic, where the focus of many of the speeches has been the war in Ukraine. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz described the invasion as an act of imperialism, plain and simple, while French President Emmanuel Macron urged countries not to stay neutral on the invasion. However, not all countries are so keen to condemn Russia's invasion. The president of Senegal, who chairs the African Union, called for a cessation of hostilities and a negotiated solution, to avoid the catastrophic risk of a potentially global conflict, saying that Africa has suffered enough of the burden of history and doesn't want to be the breeding ground of a new Cold War. For a full video on the state of the war and Putin's partial mobilization, you can watch our latest video on TLDR EU. Now, that is definitely the biggest story of the day, but it's not the only one. So stick with us as we run through three more things you should know about. 
starting with Germany, where the federal government is set to nationalise Uniper, Germany's largest gas importer, in what's being termed a historic move to avert the collapse of the country's energy sector. After the completion of the deal and an injection of 8 billion euro, the government will control 99% of the company. This move comes amid the ongoing energy crisis following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, with Uniper being particularly exposed due to its truly massive contracts with Russia, contracts which haven't been fulfilled in retaliation for Western sanctions on the Russian state. The nationalisation of Uniper therefore marks the second major move by the German government in just a week when it comes to the energy crisis, with the state also taking control of a Russian-owned oil refinery. In any case, according to reports, once loans to the company from the state-owned lender are factored in, the total rescue package will cost the government some 30 billion euros, so they must be certain that it's going to work. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your everyday routine. Or you can just search for us in your podcast app to listen along. Next up, Iran has entered its fifth day of protests, sparked by the death of a 22-year-old Kurdish woman in the custody of morality police who accused her of improperly wearing a hijab and trousers. The morality police, officially called guidance patrols, enforce the country's strict dress code that requires women to wear headscarves and loose-fitting clothing. Now, women have been at the forefront of these escalating demonstrations, during which protesters have filmed and shared them burning their own headscarves, which is clearly provocative within the country. These protests began in Amani's hometown, before spreading to other towns and cities. At least three people are believed to have been killed since the protests began, and the scale of demonstrations, police reaction, and impact are ultimately hard to assess at this point but it's clearly a huge move for the ordinarily restrained country. For our final story today, we turn to Venezuela, where a report by the UN Human Rights Council has concluded that Venezuelan intelligence services, under the direction of their president, targeted and tortured perceived enemies. The report, which is the third from investigators following the UN's fact-finding mission on Venezuela, follows existing accusations of murder, arbitrary detention, torture, and forced disappearance by the state. And it lands amid an ever-deepening political, economic, and social crisis in the South American nation, with living standards falling off a cliff following the collapse of oil prices post-2013. In a statement, a member of the mission stressed that the human rights violations by state intelligence agencies, orchestrated at the highest political level, have taken place in a climate of almost complete impunity. The international community must do everything to ensure that victims' rights to justice and reparations are guaranteed. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but if you want to see our full explanation of who the Brothers of Italy are, the party expected to take over Italy at the next election, and a party with far-right links, then you can check out the extended and Nebula free edition of the Daily Briefing not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also get an extended version of the show every single weekday. Available to watch on Nebula or to stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get an even more extensive briefing every day, then you'll want to sign up. 
and there's good news. Our friends at Curiosity Stream, the streaming service with some of the world's best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, Curiosity Stream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the documentaries you could want on Curiosity Stream, and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and, well, it's always ad-free too. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.